Hi, and welcome to episode 246 of the Mighty Whites podcast. I'm Jack, as always, joined by KC. No, how's things, mate? Yeah, not bad, thanks. You, yeah, pretty good. Tired, but you know, I always am at this point, it's just become a state of being. Uh, so sometimes you just feel like all your energy is gone and you're just dead in the water, unlike Spencer's Leeds career, which is jed in the water. Hey, it's good that sub editor's headline. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably the main thing to get into at the start of this. Uh, Jed Spencer had his loan terminated by Leeds United, sent back to Spurs. He's played uh, seven games for the club, which is what only like three or three starts, four starts. Played most of his minutes that he has played at left back. Um. We'll, we'll do it in order. Like first things first, I don't think either of us were expecting this. Um, yeah, fre- fresh off the you know fresh off the news of uh, Sonny Perkins' heroic return from yeah. from a loan spell, um, which was I don't I don't we've not really recalled players before, so did it's we quite recall a... Perkins or did they send him back? Yes. Yes, <laughs> I, I I assume much like Wayne Rooney's departure, it was mutual. Apart from the bits that weren't, yeah, um, Rooney sounded very mutual, didn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, no, it, it 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 maybe explained more why he didn't come on against Birmingham because I think when Byron went down, we were all kind of assuming Jed Spence would be. The, the the first person to come on, but no, went went to Furpo instead. Um, yeah, I've I've got exactly that written in the notes. You know, you it seemed odd when Furpo came on instead of him against Birmingham, but it makes sense now. Yeah, um, one of the things I've I've kind of read in the in the last day or two, and and I probably haven't noticed it as much for, from not being in the stadium. Is is quite a lot of people. Complaining about his his lack of getting back after we'd lost possession. Oh, there was this, one this game in particular. Back. There was one game in particular, and I honestly can't remember which game it was now because I'm that. But where everyone noticed, he basically we were like comfortably ahead in the game, and he was just luckily by that point, Jaden Anthony had come on, and he's very disciplined and got back in cover for him. But he just didn't get back, yeah. and Farker gave him a very obvious bollocking in front of everyone, and. It appears that there's been a bit of that, but there's he's one of them. But there's been rumours about his attitude, basically since he signed, and I was very reluctant to put any stock in any of that because you do you do just get that sometimes, and it's not and it's often not true, and unfortunately, it is true that these rumours seem to always be black players. Mm. So I didn't want to put any stock in it because it wasn't coming from anywhere official. But did you see any of uh, Farker's press conference an hour and a half ago? Uh, I haven't, no. Um, Well, he was asked about Spence and he gave a very, very nothing answer. And then Graham Smith asked him again. So he obviously thought, oh, must have to go into this a bit more. And he said, it's important, the potential and the quality of the player, but also the professionalism, the discipline, the workload on and off the pitch. Also, the soft skills, if he's positive and committed, good for the group, engaged with these topics. In the summer, we came here in order to create and bring new values and create a new culture within the club. When we speak about a player, if he's permanent or a loan deal, we have expectations. These expectations are in several topics important. Our demands are very, very high. 
we don't differentiate between loan players and permanent players. We're pretty picky in this topic. That, without going into specifics, is his attitude stinks, isn't it? It's it's a very nice <laughs> way of putting it. Yeah, um, obviously, once Fark says it, I'm absolutely willing to put stock in all of those rumours, but his attitude wasn't very good, because that's basically what Fark said there. I mean, you, you look... You, the, there is the ability to sort of look back at... Obviously, Warnock sent him away from Middlesbrough on loan to Forest. Um, and, and, he, and he had a great spell at Forest. He was the best um, like, in the league that year. But the, there is there is the little bits you kind of look into. Him, him posting... Uh, him taking to Twitter to post the picture of him sat in the dressing room after promotion, smoking a cigar, saying, thanks, Neil Warnock. Yeah. Um, Which uh, was fun. <laughs> it, it, it was funny. There is that, you know, again, very much a hindsight thing, but it does make you look back now and think that probably shouldn't be your motivation at this point. Oh, spite is a very powerful motivator. It is, but as a professional athlete, I think you, I think you need to have higher priorities. Yeah. You want some healthy motivation, but you you don't mind a couple of really spiteful bastards. And, and then, <laughs> then obviously that's that's quickly followed by a move to Spurs where he played 30 minutes. Uh, he didn't play much. That was one of the weird ones because he was another one a bit like Jack Clark where... Oh, he's was, a good young player. Yeah, it was more the board signing him than the actual coach wanting him. Mm. Um, but I thought that this was going to be a really good signing. And it, it, I can't pretend like he didn't show flashes of having a lot of quality. Like, he he can beat a man well. He's obviously ridiculously quick, which is incredibly valuable. But I suppose coming in, playing like, a pretty good 10-minute cameo on your debut and then being out for two months with an knee injury. It's very Leeds United. It is very Leeds, and he just hasn't settled. Uh, Farker also mentioned that he's had some stuff in his personal life that's meant he's had to go back to London a few times, which mm. probably hasn't helped either. But um, even despite all of that, I'm very surprised. As it makes me think that it, the attitude thing must have been a genuine problem. Because if it had just not been playing, not been quite what they thought and not been fit, I think they'd have kept him around. Because it's not like we're blessed at fullback. Yeah. Um, especially with Byram having gone off injured in the last game as well. Um, yeah. So so there is. Well, Leo Hjelda might well become a thing again. Yeah. But. Um, we'll probably come on to that because I really wanted to play against Peterborough. Yeah. It's. I, I think especially given what happened during the summer and, and going into the tra uh, going into the end of the transfer window, it was probably Fark looking at that, just thinking, you know what, let's not drag this out. Just let's send him back to Spurs and let's move on before we potentially have any other issues of with with players kicking off about something or other. Yeah. That is how it sounds, but um, yeah, it's a shame because I really, I, I thought it was a brilliant signing when we when we made it. Like I really did think, perfect. We've got that's his right wing back all season. Yeah, well, um, 
Not only has he barely played, when he has played, he's barely played on the right. Yeah. Well, so so long, Jed Townsend. We hardly knew you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the game that he didn't come on in when we expected him to, we will get into a little bit. Obviously, it's a few days ago now. Uh, Leeds 3, Birmingham 0. Um, the sort of talking points before the game were that Cal <laughs> Gallo was injured. And the first news story didn't even mention Glasson. It just said Harry Christie is here. And ev- and everyone thought, what the fuck has happened here? <laughs> One goalkeeper is out. That's possible. Three goalkeepers out. Unlikely. But Harry Christie play. <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, so Christopher Classen played in goal. Um, his first start for the club, only his second appearance. His first football of the year, because he hadn't played a single under-21s game all season, which is why we wondered if he was even here until he was on the bench against West Brom. Um, he did fine. The only other the, the other big bit of team news was Patrick Bamford coming in for Joel Piru. Uh, Bamford playing as an out-and-out nine with Rutter being the ten. And in fairness, them being that way around was never what to do with Rutter. It was always to do with Pirot and his pressing. As mm. to be said, Rutter looked really, really good for his deep starting position. But yeah, he, he tends to do that when he's playing at nine, though, anyway, doesn't he? So... I, I suppose it gives him a bit more license to, to move into wide areas as well and, and kind of drag people about a bit more. Um, it it is it, it it's the free role, isn't it? At that point, and and I think it just kind of releases him a little bit more. Um, Bamford's ability to press is is better than either Piru or Jorginho. He's probably more disciplined than Jorginho. He's not as good at tackling because Ruta might be as good at tackling as anyone in our mm. side, including like Joe Roden and yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, th- I think you, I think we saw how much more effective it, it was having an actual striker up front. Um, which I think, I think is going to lead to the conversation essentially of, right, Joel, this is what we need you to do. Yeah. Because I can't see us spending that sort of money on a player like that to, to have him on the bench for the rest of the season. No, I mean we're gonna we're gonna be really out of order here, but it's fine. I did think it was interesting that when Peru did come on, he did play that role. Yeah, he went up front. It wasn't loads of time, was it? I'll just uh yeah, he came on 75th minute and he did for that 15 minutes for the most part actually lead the line and play nine. Not massively effectively, but the game was dead, to be honest. So you can't really... Mm. But the fact that he was just told to do that is probably the most interesting thing. As for the game itself, it was very one-sided. Like, Birmingham was really shit. Um, Leeds were on top the entire time. Uh, I'd say finally got the goal, because it felt like finally... 34 minutes. It felt like it should have been a lot earlier than that. Uh, Dan James gets the ball out on the right. Uh, doesn't like probably beats his man, just shifts it and gets himself some space just by being quick. Really good cross. Bamford hangs at the far post, heads it in past John Ruddy. And I'm, I've rarely seen Ellen Road so pleased for a player. 
Yeah. Because uh... we got me and my dad got in a little bit earlier than we normally do. So there was a bit more talking with people around us, and everyone was saying, "Oh God, I hope Bamford scores today." That's that was the main thing everyone wanted to talk about. Yeah, I, I think the, the vast majority of people, other than the obvious reasons of wanting Leeds to do well, just want him to do well. I think I think most people are aware of kind of the struggle he's been through between injuries and trying to find form, mm. and. He is a very likable person. Yeah. To be fair. Very like quite endearing as a footballer. Yeah. Um you know, and, and I think it goes back to after the Stoke game when he when he got booed on by portions of the South Stand. Yeah. And then everyone then everyone else kind of thinking, no, fuck you. That like yeah. <laughs> um and the, the, there's, a, there's been the talks throughout the season of his appearances being very ineffective, but we, we've spoken plenty of times about, one, the amount of minutes he's been getting when he's come off the bench and the same for any other substitute, but also the situations he's been coming on in games where you look at West Brom where it's just throw everyone up front and they're yeah. playing with a low block, so there's no space to operate in. Yeah, he's not really an impact player, is he? He is a ninety-minutes player. Yeah, he needs time because, like you know, against West Brom, you saw him make runs and he didn't really get on the end of it. And to be honest, he he didn't really they didn't really find him in a similar way in this one. But the fact that he just keeps going and going and occupies defenders just makes the team function better. And what was the offside inside the first ten seconds? It was all. It was about seven seconds. It Brilliant. was so quick. Absolutely magnificent. Yeah. But no, I was delighted for him, and it was a really, it was a good header as well. He, I, it, well, I was going to say, I thought he got up too early. I still actually, having watched it back, I think he did get up too early. He just somehow managed to hang there and let like a salmon. Yeah, but that that was really pleasing. And the the second goal is what really kills the game, to be honest, because you you are watching it thinking, oh, we should be further ahead, and then in first half stoppage time, uh, Junior Furpo overlaps down the left. Plays a good ball in with a, quite a lot of pace on it. And although it takes a deflection going in, I think it's a very underrated finish from Dan James because that was not an easy ball to hit and it wasn't an easy ball to keep down. Mm. And he struck it really cleanly. A little deflection goes in, 2 0 at half time. And you did basically know the game was dead from then. I mean, they, they'd offered so little at mm. this point as well. Klassen had made that one sort of awkward looking save, which was. Yeah. Well, Probably it was kind just, of low by his legs. It was, yeah, sort of almost just out of reach of his foot. So he kind of has to fall sideways, but down. Mm. Um, and he, he parries that one off. Outside of that, I, I don't know what... I don't know what Wayne Rooney was thinking. No. Um, <laughs> the... Well, I, th I think towards the end I had a rough idea what he was thinking, but... Yeah, then in in the second half, it was more of the same. That Birmingham did have one big chance where there was like just a high ball that we let bounce and didn't get tight in midfield, and suddenly they play a ball, and it was someone running in behind Furpo. Uh, you know, he had a he had a really good game, but that did happen, uh, and they he like goes for a little chip, dinked finish over Klassen. Um I in real time thought he'd saved it, and I haven't seen it back yet. There's people who have seen the replay who still think he saved it. 
but it was it was given as a goalkeeper anyway. But he got off his line well, so I'd be willing to call it good goalkeeping. Uh, and Leeds didn't actually seal it until midway through the second half. Um, really nice bit of interplay, like five or six quick passes to move it around. Uh, Jorginho Rute gets out a Sam Wedge and flicks a ball over the defence. Really, really oh, well just oh, lovely, wasn't it? Great ball. Furpo runs in behind. Um, really just takes his time, picks the right pass, gives it Somerville. Somerville passes it into the corner. Patrick Bamford does very well to not stick a toe out because he's a good five yards offside. He's trying not to, he's trying really hard to not step into it, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, and he made it really obvious for the linesman as well. Like, no, I I didn't touch it. I'm so far out of the way. Because <laughs> it only takes the linesman to look at it wrong and go, oh, he's offside. And that's that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, that was a really good goal. Uh, some of those 12th of the season, which is really good going. Um, but Somerville being good isn't really a shock. Dan James, uh, Dan James, I was going to say, had a good game. He had a good first half. The first 15 minutes of the second half, he should have had a hat trick. Hmm. And he just kept, he just made a complete bollocks of it whenever he got into a good position. But he just had a bad 15 minutes. But I suppose the most interesting thing to talk about from that is um, Junior Furpo's performance. Yeah, Championship Junior. I think we might have found a level. Um, yeah, I, I suppose if, you, if you're going to throw him in to, to play the majority of a game, throwing him on against Birmingham is as good an opponent as any. Um, because, you know, outside of that ball in behind, he pretty much had the license to, to get forward yeah. and, and be part of the attacks without the fear of of being hit on the counter-attack or anything like that. So fairly fairly low pressure. But yeah, coming away with, with two assists. Um, it, it's probably the best I've seen him play. He did have he had like that three two or three game run, didn't he? Where he had like three good games in a row and stayed fit for like five. Yeah. Well, he might actually do say it was like he scored that goal against Southampton and he would just he did, and then he just got injured again and that was that. Southampton, um, the last bastion of hope. Yeah. Uh, but the the thing that I really enjoyed about watching Phil, I mean, obviously the two assists are great, but one he positionally did a lot of the things Byron does. Like off the ball, he did tuck in to when we were just keeping the ball and he just kept it well, nothing silly, just calm in possession. But there was a thing that he was doing that I haven't seen his fullbacks do this well in a while, actually. When he had the ball wide, his passes sort of from the touchline into the number 10 area, usually Rutter, but into there, he played like five or six of them that took out four players. And he just kept getting them right. And God, it made a difference for how well Leeds were able to get up the pitch. Um, it was um I was I was genuinely really impressed with him. Uh, and obviously, as he hasn't played much football and we haven't got any other fullbacks, you'd assume he's gonna stay in against Peterborough, which is probably good for him. Yeah, he probably need I'll, I wonder, depending on how the game's going, if it's maybe forty five minutes to an hour and yeah. then and then get him off, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I suppose going into next weekend, we're probably going to need him unless there is something lined up 
because oh, I think he's almost unless Byron comes back quicker than it sounded like he's going to from the press conference. I think mm. he's almost guaranteed to start. Uh, Leeds also hit the post twice in the uh, second half. Patrick Bamford with like a low shot from the edge of the box, so it was a bit unlucky. And Furpo himself from a Jaden Anthony corner, which I've only just seen that back for the first time. That was a much better header than I thought it was in real time, like in it, the ground. It's a great, it was really uh, unlucky. Really good glancing <laughs> header across across goal. Very unlucky to, to come back off the post. Yeah, off the post straight to Ampadu. Oh yeah, he's four yards offside, but he still missed. Because he's not a goal scorer, isn't he? Although he did, he did nearly score in like the last minute, didn't he? Yeah. Did he though? Did he? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was straight. Once <laughs> he scores, uh, but I, uh, I'm not putting any money on that man to score a goal this season. He's a bit foreshadowing, isn't he, for being in front of the goal? Any time I hit, any time I hear someone say, "Go and shoot," like, no, not you. No, no. You no. Get it. Else, you. you get it wide, you. Yeah. Um, and the fallout from this, and it's always a bad sign when all four sides of the ground are singing sacked in the morning. The last time I think I saw it was Dave Hockaday away at Bradford. Have um, he survived? He got another no, game, man. Did, did he, no, he got... no, I'm pretty sure that he got sacked when we got back to the car. Was that that one? I thought he had got another league game. No, I, th- I think it was like straight after the game, if I remember rightly. But... Uh... But yeah, yeah. Wayne, Wayne Rooney, uh, clearly not well liked. What was it? Nine defeats in 15. Uh, yeah, and it was only two wins. Um, oh, they went, and they went from, what, 5th to 20th? Yep. Uh, Well-run football club. Oh, he actually got sacked the day after, but I think that the news broke straight after the game and it was mm. only made official the next day. Um, <laughs> yeah, um... I mean, it's just, I mean, it fucking serves them right. They were doing well. They had a coach that was doing well. They had him fifth. And they sacked him because they wanted a big name. And there was no actual thought as to whether this, you know, the actual football, the actual coaching, any of that. They just wanted, they've got, they are American owners. They wanted a name that was famous in America. And it, well. was, just, it was just stupid. And it's the second time they've done it. At Birmingham, because they did it to a uh, was it Gary Rowett that they sacked when they were doing well, and then got Zola, and they dropped like a stone. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's gone. Um, there's also there is a quite an interesting managerial appointment that I will just mention in the Championship. Uh, Swansea have hired Luke Williams for Knotts uh, County coach, mm. and he plays really expansive, really good football. So it'll be interesting to see how he does, whether he's able to translate it by moving up a couple of levels. Um, we've briefly mentioned Sonny Perkins coming back. Um, I'd forgot that he came on on the opening day of the season. So he can't play for anyone else. He's played for two already this season. So it's basically 21's football. And so long as transfer marked is correct, because I haven't double-checked this, it says that he played seven FA Cup minutes at Oxford. So he's also cup-tied for us. So we can't even like chuck him in against Peterborough just to see how he does. Yeah. So that's uh, him just in the 21 for the rest of the season. Yeah. Oh, dear. Like he, he, he's another one where there's a lot of uh, rumours about attitude and stuff. Um, In my head, he is older than he is. Because he is... He doesn't turn 20 for another month. 
But because he looked, he got those chances at West Ham very early. It feels like he's like twenty-two. He, um, yeah, I can't him. see, I Play. can't see him being here next season. I think some in the summer he just goes, probably. Yeah, definitely a player in there. Well, I mean, you kind of look at the the, the players that came in around that time. There's obviously him, Drama, Helder. That we all kind of had very high hopes for them, and I, I know it's only been sort of eighteen months, but mm. it's not quite panned out for them. No, but I mean, like Drama and Yelder have at least had good loans in the championship. Yeah, and then Perkins couldn't get any minutes in League One. Yeah, that's, uh... which seems weird. Um, but yeah, on to the actual Peterborough game itself. Peterborough, as always, have got good strikers and forward players. Uh, like that Ricky Jade Jones is very quick, he's a good player. They've still got Johnson Clark Harris, who I believe they did transfer list because he asked them to, but it was for a lot of money, so no one bought him. Um, by the looks of it, very young side as well. Like Ronnie Edwards at centre back plays every week, he's very highly rated, he's 20. Kwame Poku on the wing, 22, plays a lot. Eight goals, seven assists this season. Uh, Ephraim Mason-Clark, I don't know about, to be honest, but he's like an attacking mid by the looks of it, and he's got eight goals, five assists. Uh, Harrison Burrows, the left-back, who can also play midfield, three goals, seven assists, 21 years old. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of, a, a really lot of young players on this list, and they are third in League One with, 45. It's, you know, it's pretty decent going. And they also, their last defeat was on the 21st of November, and that was in the Papa John's, which doesn't really count. So it's really the 7th of November against Wigan. And since then, three, eight. Since then, they've won nine, drawn three in the league. So they've unbeaten in the last 12 mm. league games. So they're in pretty good nick. Yeah, well, I mean, they they are another one of those famously not quite a championship team, probably a bit too good for uh, for League One with their record. I mean, they, they as we've spoken about fairly recently, their their penchant for swapping their two managers around, yeah, is a is an odd strategy, but. It's, it's clearly got them to the fringes of the championship or staying in the championship anyway. Um, yeah, you can't really... It's hard to argue with, isn't it, when they're doing... Um, when, they do, when they haven't really had a problem. But it does reek of a bit of a lack of imagination to... Is it the last seven managers have been two people? Pretty much, yeah. Ferguson four times and McCann three times. Yeah. Um, from the press conference, there's definitely no Byram, and it is a hamstring injury, which is always worrying with him. Uh, Kyle Darlow's thumb injury will have him out for seven weeks. So, that'll take him out for a while, so Klassen's definitely going to start. Uh, Pascal Strauch is still out. He said Liam Cooper was doubtful with a muscle problem as well after the game, so you'd think they're probably not going to risk him for this. Mm. Uh, Gelhart's out. Um, Ailing and Shackleton have been struggling with knee injuries before this game, so you'd think they're probably still out as well. So, 
Klaassen in goal, but the back four, like, I'd really like him to be at a rest Roden for a game, if possible. I'd like him to rest Archie Gray, but... <laughs> like, Well, yeah, same, but I was thinking, is it going to be Gray, Cresswell, Yelder and Furpo? I, I assume... Um, I'm going Roden to assume that, that Roden stays in. And Cresswell plays left. <sighs> It could, could be Cresswell, could be Hjelda. I, I don't know. I, I do think that part of this might come down to, because although the leads are very publicly saying, no, like, Gellart's not going anywhere, Cresswell's not going anywhere, I aren't so sure Cresswell isn't going anywhere. Hmm. He, he he needs to play. He can't sit, Not even sometimes not even making the bench. He he can't sit around doing that for another... He wants to be playing football. And if there's a loan move available to another championship club, they might be saying... Can you not play him in the cup third round? Because we'd quite like him to not be cup tied. Yeah. If the same goes for Ailing, even if he's fit, if there's any truth to this uh, potential Middlesbrough move that <coughs> we're hearing about, I mean, if he if they don't want him cup tied, it's probably fair enough to not worry about it so much. Yeah, I, I mean, there's very there's very few options there. I, I, I'm. So Ampadu's going to start this game. He probably is, and he bloody shouldn't. Like, that this this is the guy who, who plays every game. Mm. Um, I know he has recently started being subbed with five minutes left of yeah. games, but um, yeah, Ampadu's played a lot. Gray's played a lot. Um, I don't know if we see Gruev get another. Go. I think I think I think Gruev starts this definitely. Um, maybe him and I, I wouldn't mind seeing him and uh, Glen Kamara for this because mm. I know Kamara started the last one, but he hadn't played the one before. Yeah. So he's probably all right to start. I I mean I'll be I would quite like to see Lewis Burke get thrown in, but I don't think that's going to happen. He might make the bench. Yeah, I, did, I mean, at least you, you're kind of blessed in the more attacking areas. So, you, you know, you've got Nonto and Anthony will probably start with... I mean, you would think Bamford stays in up front because he, he could do with the minutes still. Don't risk Rutter. I think he plays. I absolutely think he plays. Um, I... I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing... Um, if Bamford starts up front, I really wouldn't mind seeing like Nonto in the ten, and the wide options being like Anthony and Sean McGurk. Sean McGurk is definitely someone. Sean McGurk deserves. So, yeah. Sean McGurk deserves to at least make one appearance for Leeds United. Hmm. Like he just deserves to. Um, so I, I wouldn't mind seeing it, but I think it. I, if he makes it onto the bench, I'll be fairly happy with that, though, to be honest. The the one that I want to start is I want to see Yelda start. Because I it's one of them where I might end up being wrong and he ends up playing and you know he's drops down the levels and stuff. But I think I still think there's a player in there. I I have done ever since the first time I saw him. I thought I've thought that it looked really good. Um and I have been, I have been right about several and I've been wrong about several, but I uh, I, I still think he's a good player. So I'd I'd like to see him be involved. In this game, yeah, I mean, as I kind of look through, you could see Joseph, 
thrown I in mean, there. It's obviously, he's been on the fringes the, the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, like I wouldn't, even though Pirro didn't start the last one, I probably wouldn't play him in this one either. The, the Pervader's there as well. Yeah, Pervader might play 10. Because he's been coming on at 10. Yeah. Um, did, did Sorry, I know you went through the team news earlier. Did they say anything about Shackleton? Uh, not Shackleton, about uh, Gelhart. Uh, yeah, he's out. He's out, right, grand. Um, why, otherwise, I would have probably been saying this is a decent one to give him a going. But yeah, he's out injured. Yeah. If I remember rightly, it was his glute. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting one just based on who's left standing defensively. Yeah, because unlike... Harry Christie, Harry Christie's thrown in at left back. Well, uh, I, I, I read this, so it was probably Andrew Dalton, saying that like it's the first time that Leeds have played three different goalkeepers in three consecutive games. Yeah. And you did briefly mention in the when I saw you last night that you kind of wanted us to play Vanden Heuvel just to make that into a real record that you're never yeah. going to see get falling. <laughs> um. He's still got JB's there as well. Um, yeah, he's you know I, I I I would be fine with him starting, but I don't think he will. No, I I wonder if the if the bench is is mostly going to be twenty one players though. So I'm yeah. just looking. I know the last time they played was was a couple of weeks ago, but JB played, Bate played, Yelda played. Hey, Chris Moore. Yeah, oh, Chris Chris Moore's. Uh, I only half saw this, so I don't know how true it was. Chris Moore was being linked with loan moves to a couple of SPL sides. Mm. I, I I quite like Chris Moore. Um, I hadn't seen I hadn't seen as much as I mean half the under twenty one games have been off recently. So yeah, but he, he did step. He, he he had a, a little bit of not to the same level, but that that sort of Strouk six months where he takes a noticeable jump up in performances in the twenty ones, and he like suddenly looked a lot better. Yeah, and Chris Moore had a bit of that. Um, him, him and Mullen. I, I, if, I if quite like Mullen as well, so maybe we'll see one of them involved. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if we did. Again, given the options, it wouldn't shock you if one of them's on the bench anyway. No, I ask this question when it comes to the FA Cup third round every year. Do you do you really give a shit? No, no, it's it's shame, isn't it? But it's true. If we get if if we won this and suddenly and you get to like the fifth round, you might you suddenly start thinking, all oh, right, yeah. But truth is, I it's given, just given the run, given the run of form we've just had, you very much look and think, you know what? The last thing we need is more games and potentially replays. Yeah, I just had a glance. We're four to six for this, and I won't back that with someone else's money. It's us in the FA Cup. I mean, the, against you know, the team that's in great form, that's going to be well up for it, and we're not going to be as up for it, and we're going to have a makeshift backline and a keeper that's barely played, even though we did well in the last game. I, I am full pessimism on this one, and I am going for Leeds get beat three one. Uh, I have had messages. Connie has gone three one win. Alex has gone two one loss. Uh, I'm gonna go two 0 win. 
Uh, you and Connie are still in the joint lead, by the way, in terms of just the results. Then Alex 22, me 20, because my pessimism on home games is causing a problem for my points. Uh, <laughs> now, um, it'll be interesting to see what sort of side we put out, but I'm not expecting it to be massively strong. But the one thing is, even if we fully rotate in forward areas, we should have enough if we actually play well. It's just a matter of us actually doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll I might be off the goal depending on what price he is if he starts. Sorry for for whatever reason, I've just decided to have a quick look at um at the team we put out to play Crawley when we were in the. Oh, don't think about that. That's the one where they brought that reality TV prick on for, isn't it? Yeah, Mark Wright. Yeah. <laughs> One thing, one of those things where I looked at it and went, I think, "Oh, we put." I think we, Sam Greenwood was holding mid that day. Um, he came, he came off the bench. So, in my head, we played a much weaker team than we actually did. So it was Casilla in goal. Well, that's that's a goal already. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm just going to read this in order because I can't remember the order. But Davis, Strauch, Cooper, Alioski. That's too. That's all left-sided. <laughs> you know what? In fact, Shackleton's in this team, so I'm going to assume Alioski was on the wing. Yeah, uh, it's a very short fullbacks. Uh, Phillips, Hernandez, Perveda, Costa, Rodrigo, and then at half time we brought on Jack Jenkins and Ollie Casey. Um. And then Harrison, Rafinha, and Greenwood came on after that. Ah, right. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I just didn't remember the start of the second yeah. half going. They deserved every bit of that win, like it, and by the distance as well. We were awful in that game. Yeah, we because you look at that team and go, it's a relatively strong team. Mm. Like I'm sure at that point I was looking, going, we probably shouldn't play Phillips in this game. Yeah, and I'm sure he came up at half time, but we weren't playing well, and then we put. Jenkins and Casey on who together had played a solid maybe 60 minutes of first team football. Yeah, that was that weird thing that we saw sometimes in the Cups where we, there was like pre-ordained substitutions that were planned before the match regardless of how it was going. Yeah. Which was always a bit weird. But yeah, um, game's Sunday 2 o'clock but I don't think it's actually on telly, is it? No. No. So, yeah various forms of the internet radio for loads of people then. Um, but no, we... I mean, obviously on paper, when you look at the squad, we should have enough, but I just don't fancy us for this. I think yeah, they're going to... Really the we? we don't do the cups. No, we don't. But hopefully you're right and we win it anyway. Uh, there hasn't been... I will just quickly check Twitter, check nothing ridiculous has happened. Joel Peru has been sacked for yeah. <laughs> something. I was about to make something up then. I went, you know what? No. Right, no, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. It, it's been an interesting 24 hours, but I'm sure we'll all forget about Jed Spence after we get beat by Peterborough in the FA Cup. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a shame, but we'll uh, 
We'll see anyway. On Sunday, they, God, I just don't care about the FA Cup until the end of it. Right, anyway, uh, that will do us for episode 246 of the Mike White's podcast. I've definitely got something in my eye. Uh, <laughs> I've been Jack, see ya. When you said that, I was very quickly to go, I'm Casey. But, yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. Solid finish. Cool. <laughs>